Thanks for listening to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? I think I'm doing better than you are. Just a guess. I don't know. Good call. Oh, man. So I've been taking the train, uh, you know, just doing that as a commute thing. It's fantastic most days. Uh, And then today I miss the 535 train. Mm -mm. Guess what time the next train is? 640. (laughs) Like what? During the middle of commute, they they don't have a train. One train during the middle of commute? Isn't that crazy? It's so weird. I, I live in the weirdest county in the world. Uh, it's Marin County that I live in. And it's, it is, the, I think, the, the strangest place in, on the planet because we, we don't believe in, in having trains run <laughs> more than <laughs> during commute time. What the heck, man? You it's know, crazy. when I was in Japan, the trains are so perfect. In just Japan. super efficient, right? They are so efficient. Everybody knows exactly what to do. They're always on time. People are super polite. Uh, they're crowded, but everybody right. is, right. it's like a well-oiled machine. Everybody is, is knows what to do, knows how to get in, knows how to get out. And it never is late. It was amazing to me. I, I was there for two weeks and never was there a train late. Nice. Now, did they serve food on the train? Some of them did. Oh, wow. Well, like when I was on the bullet train, the bullet train does uh, serve food and drink on it. Nice. It's the regular like subway type trains. They do not. But the train stations in Japan all have restaurants. Uh, they have grocery stores. They have bakeries. I mean, some of the best food wow. in a lot of these towns are actually at the train station. You so know, do people just go to the train station like to eat food? Yes. Like not even to take a train, just to go like, yes. oh, I'm going to go get or, or to buy their wow. groceries or to get their perfume <laughs> oh, or to buy purses. I mean, they have everything at these train stations. It is the hub of uh, these little areas and little towns within Japan. It's amazing. Love the train crazy. system in, in Japan. That's crazy. I'm looking forward to, I'm going, I'm going to Italy next summer. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to, and the thing is, I, I love trains. I, I'm I'm not like, you know, Walt Disney fascinated with trains where I'm going to go build one in my backyard, but I, I love trains. I love, I, it's just, it's fun. It's exciting. Like, I don't know. It's, it's relaxing. It's exciting. Like the view tonight was amazing. Like the view was incredible. I, I say Marin County's, you know, like weird, but it's got amazing <laughs> scenery. It's weird and beautiful. like the, the views are like incredible. It is. Um, but yeah, Italy, I'm excited about taking the trains, the bullet trains in Italy, and they serve food. Yes. And so what I did was I, I did the little upgrade. I, I, I went from the regular whatever it is to not not quite the, the the expensive, like, oh, you get your own little place. But I'm like in the middle of like, you know, the, the regular, it's like, I don't know. I guess it's like Coach Plus you know, or whatever they call that on the, right. on the, on the planes. But I get food. I get food and I get wine. And wine. That's Talk what about I was going to say. That's what you're going to enjoy the most is that they have excellent wine yeah. while you're just cruising on the train. I hope I get off on the right, you know, station after drinking wine and <laughs> enjoying cheese or whatever they're going to give to me. Well, okay. speaking of food. Oh, we, wow. We have as our guest today, and this is a little secret that I found out, a seafood lover. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh wow! You you do the pre-interviews like perfect here. This is I'm sure this is exactly what her her 
<laughs> book is, is about third level of expertise that we're going to yeah. talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let us welcome Leah Remelay. Leah, how are you today? I am doing excellent. And it is true. I love seafood. It is my love language. I feel that food should be the sixth love language. And that would be oh, that mine. My great. husband knows, right? My husband knows. Yeah. Like, really bad day? Bring me Dungeness crab or king crab or snow crab. Just bring me crab and butter and I'm going to be better. I, I don't oh. need flowers. I need, <laughs> you I need my, my mouth just a little when you said that. <laughs> like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> well, speaking of better, I, was, I thought you were going to go and you're going to be butter, but no, you're going to be better. But speaking of better, I love your mantra in business, replace busy with better. You're all about being better. Talk a little bit about what does that mean? Yes. So I started my entrepreneurship journey 15 years ago and you know I didn't know the right way to do it. We all just jump in. We have that fire in our bellies. We want to make something great. We want to do something better. And and I went out to do that. And, and I did. I was creating something amazing. There was a lot of metrics that looked really incredible. You know, hit that first six-figure mark real early and kept climbing. But I didn't have systems in place. I was not balanced. And I was honestly a hot, hot mess. And <laughs> it took about two years for me to basically hit my own rock bottom, rock bottom. This was actually me literally blacking out at a zoo and getting taken away by ambulance. So what had happened was oh, wow. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like to do things with a bang. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that bang is your head hitting the concrete yeah. at the zoo. Yeah, wow. in, in that case, Jeez. it was uh, amidst the alligator exhibit. So I, um, you know, worked way, way too much, which I think a lot, a lot of us can relate to. You're trying to squeeze it in anywhere and everywhere you can, because there's always more that needs to be done. But I was also trying to raise my kids. I had three really little ones. My husband was in graduate school. I'm, I'm trying to be it all. And I thought I had gamed the system because I stopped sleeping. And I thought, this just to show you how bad I had this going. I thought, oh, you mere mortals who need sleep. <laughs> I, I don't need that. Um, well, it turns out you do. You do need sleep. And my body literally went on strike in the middle of the alligator exhibit with my kids. Um, and, and it was a turning point for me because I got taken away in an ambulance. My three kids were left completely alone. And it was in that moment that I knew I had to find a better way. And if I couldn't find it, I was willing to walk away from my company, which was like devastating to think about. So that was that was my turning point. And I became obsessed with how can I do this better? How can I create that same incredible experience, not lose profit, have all those things that, that my company is known for and that I'm so proud of, but do it in a way where it's no longer competing with my relationships, with my health, all the other things. I'm going to ask the longest question ever here. How? <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's the question. Yeah, How'd yeah. you do well, <laughs> The answer gets a little, a little longer, but you know, ultimately the very first step is getting really, really clear on your priorities, getting really clear on what is it that you're trying to accomplish in your business right now. And the idea that I'm trying to do everything all at the same time is not sustainable. So 
getting that clarity, getting that focus on what is it that I'm trying to do, that I'm trying to accomplish, and then getting laser focused on that. It really is amazing how much of our time is spent on things we think we need to do, but we really don't. And and if we're not tracking, we're probably doing a lot of things that aren't even producing results, but we're doing them because we believe we're supposed to. And when you start looking at the numbers, looking at the metrics, seeing, you realize, why am I doing this? This is not even worth my time and energy. So it was a lot of subtraction, a lot of building systems, automation, oh goodness, for sure, outsourcing, hiring, all these different steps. And I like to think of it as needle movers. It's like you just start placing all these little things in your business that are going to save you five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but you stack those. And I went from this, I don't even want to know how many hours a week to I only work about three days a week and I didn't lose profit. I didn't lose uh, any experience for my clients. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is the way I want to do it from now on. (laughs) (laughs) And that's so hard to figure out. I mean, I, I, I failed it. I mean, I, I, it was, it was so hard for me to actually run my business and like do anything else. It was so hard to do that. And I, I failed at that so many times over and over and over again, uh, well, throughout my business. Didn't you have that aha moment at a zoo or, or like a <laughs> yeah. park as well? well? Well, funny enough, this goes right back to our, our, our opening story here. I was at Sonoma train town <laughs> with my kids and we're on the little train and we're going through, you know, and I, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my Blackberry and my, my daughter's like tugging at my shirt, wanting to show me some, uh, you know, like, I don't know, they have like these fake dinosaurs and all this other stuff that you're driving through. She wants to show me this thing, like how cool it is. And I'm like, one, one sec, one sec. And I'm just scrolling through my Blackberry. I'm like, okay, wait, you know what? I'm here, but I'm not really here. I need to put this down and I need to like be in this moment. So yeah, it, it was the same sort of thing where it was just like, I need to draw the line for me. That was selling the business. Like I actually decided, you know what? This is not the right business for me. I need to, at some point sell this business. Um, uh, because I just, oh, I, oh, I, I didn't want to hand it down to the kids. I didn't want to like do that with that particular business. And it was a great time to sell. So I just like, it was within 72 hours that I was talking to somebody about buying the company because of that moment. And it just, man, I don't look back. I mean, it, it, it felt great and it, it was, the timing was right and everything worked out perfect. And maybe that's why I like trains now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Leah, I'm just curious. Did you ever have a moment where you thought about maybe I should sell and and do something different? Or did you just know, I love it too much. I just want to figure out how to make it work. For me, it was, I loved it and I wanted to figure out how to make it work, but I did have to make some serious pivots. And I really love, I mean, I love hearing that you made that call to say, you know what? I need to sell it because ultimately there are some companies that we build, that we create that are fundamentally not going to align with balance. We've built Mm -hmm. something that just does not create space for the lifestyle. And so if that's the case to make that call and say, hey, you know what? This isn't the direction I want to go. I really love that and like commend you for making that call. I, yeah, for me, it was like, I love this. I I have so much more I want to give and I want to do here, but I got to figure out 
how to how to change and do it better. And that was letting go of one division and then, you know, kind of going from there. Uh, well, thank you for for saying. I, I mean, I threw the word. Uh, you know, I kind of failed. Uh, I, I didn't mean that on the on the quitting part, like the the selling part of it. Like, I feel like that was a good decision, and it was totally one of those businesses where, like, man, it it just was going to eat up all my time. Like, no matter what I would do, I was always going to be working. <laughs> you know, like, I couldn't walk away. It was going to be at least the weekends gone, and I wanted to be at those soccer games. Uh, and I guess. Being at those soccer games was fun until I dealt with some of the other soccer parents. And then I was like, okay, maybe I should just get my business back, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to take a short break here uh, while, you know, my listeners that were also parents on soccer teams figure out if they were the annoying ones. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening and subscribing and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. All kinds of fine podcasts over there at electrocast.com. Be sure to go check those out. Business podcasts, we've got betting, like sports, gambling podcasts. There's all kinds of crazy stuff over there at electrocast.com for you to go check out. Lots, lots of fun stuff. Uh, so, okay, we are uh, talking with uh, Leah Rimelay. Did I say the name right? I'm you very did, proud if yeah. I did. Oh you, my god! Be proud. Uh, all right, be you know proud. what? My day, my day just turned around. So this is <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, you know, I what I wanted to get into too with you was talking about pricing, right? Like, so that was one of the things that I was really concerned about. And I okay with my business, I priced it a little bit higher than everyone else. And I did that because I, w- I felt I was offering a premium service and it would bring a, a, a better client. I would work a little less. I maybe should have set it higher so I could work even less, but <laughs> that didn't quite work out. But setting price is one of the harder things to do when you're starting up a business. So I wanted to talk about um, your philosophy on uh, pricing and, and charging a premium price specifically. I I love a premium price. So ultimately <laughs> I do. It's so true. Ultimately I came it came down to this. I want to work the least amount of hours as possible and make the most amount of money that I can. Like that was the philosophy I went in with. And I'm like, "All right, well, how am I going to do that?" I'm going to need to charge some serious prices. And and I have done that throughout the years and charge definitely a premium. Typically, I am the the highest level in my area, in my industry, in my, my service or market. And with that, it of course has meant that I want to figure out how to create the ultimate experience. And what I love to do, what I've always done is I go in and I say, where's the frustration? Where's the sticking point? What is that part that leaves them, this is the hard part? And then I go in and I solve it. I take care of it. It's something that we, you know, our concierge service will take care of for them or whatever it might be. And so that has been a huge part of what's allowed me to charge those prices. And ultimately, I say this to my clients, you know, you're worth whatever you say you're worth. That's the bottom line. And if you have a brand and you have the um, the experience and the reputation to back it, then then you can charge it. I find it so fascinating if we look at water, okay? We could we could each go out to our sinks and we could fill up a, a gallon of water and it would be pennies to the gallon. We could also go run to Costco. We could get a case of water and that's gonna be, I don't know, 
you know, 50 cents or so for, for the bottle of water. Or we could buy Evian, which Evian rivals if you're buying like wines and liquors and like <laughs> yeah. more expensive things for, and, <laughs> and it is all water. In fact, it probably could kind of all be coming from the same place, probably where I'm from, because we have really good water in Washington. So maybe it's all just coming from like bathtubs out of Washington. I don't know. It doesn't taste (laughs) different, but there is a price difference massively. And why? Because of the brand, the reputation, right? So, you know, thinking about that and realizing we we can charge a lot more than, than, you know, a lot of people think they can. Do you find that, you know, how do you, well, let me, let me say, ask it a different way. How do you position your business so that people realize the quality and the extras that they're getting from you and taking your courses and, you know, going to your masterclass, how do you position it so they get it, right? They, they feel it and they're willing to pay it and they want to pay it because they know they're getting that concierge service. Absolutely. So, when I first was trying to decide that, how, how am I going to get people to know that this is worth it? I thought about, and this is really how I make a lot of decisions in my business. I think through, well, what has crab. been my experience? Where do- It's, a, it's over a crab <laughs> yes. dinner. Crab, I get that. Crab. I get that. Crab and butter. Why am I willing to pay so much for crab? Why do we have its own budget for Leah's seafood needs? <laughs> That's exactly And good what water. I mean. Crab, butter, yes. good water. And then you make <laughs> yes. the decision. Then you make, okay, yes. sorry. Yes. I, I got in the way. Sorry about that. You're, you're exactly right. So- I thought about, and we've all had this experience, you're walking down a a cute street and there's some stores that catch your attention that you want to go into and there's other ones you want to go right past. What is the difference? What is the difference between the ones that pull you in and the ones that you're like, maybe sketchy, maybe questionable, and you're going to move right past? And so I took that and I said, okay, well, how, how do I convert that? to within my business. And I don't have a storefront. I'm fully online. So I started thinking about building the brand in a way where if my website or my social media channels or wherever they're going to encounter me, if that is my storefront, am I making sure that it is enticing? There's no, you know, outdated things that are that are making people questionable. It's not kind of gross and dingy. And, and really thinking about this, this storefront or website, web presence that, that is going to pull people in. And then I really focus on the pain point that they are feeling. And I focus on that pain point, that pain point, that pain point. And then at the end, I say, and, and here's this solution that will solve it. Mm-hmm. And, and I do have to compliment you. The, the, the pictures that you have on your website are so inviting. And I, I don't know how much time you spent on it or, you know, but you you picked the right shots, really good photography. And I it does. It makes you want to, you know, work with you just by the photos. I don't even have to read the copy. And, and I say, <laughs> yeah, so this is somebody that I, would, I want to yes, work with. It's working. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I will say, so, you know, if anybody wants to see a kind of gutsy, bold move, I redid my branding uh, about a year ago and I chose chartreuse. I mean, it is like highlighter neon yellow as one of my colors. And I'm like, how do I make this sophisticated, inviting, premium price? And yet I'm in highlighter yellow. So it was it was a challenge, <laughs> but I really wanted that color because I wanted it to be different and fun and pop. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like I've, I've, uh, I've dealt with the highlighter yellow before. Um, <laughs> it's not well, exactly and, and premium. And the, but... <laughs> the part is you, you use reverse out white on the highlight, you know, the, the highlighter yellow, and it's still very legible. Like a lot of people try to do that. And it's like, what am I looking at? It's like it's right. just white blob yeah. you know, with the yellow very, background. very like, easy to I screw up. I can read everything <laughs> so, on your site. Good job. Just, just on that alone. <laughs> just on that alone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank we, you. I mean, Russ and I have seen so many companies just really mess that up. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, okay. So you mentioned earlier and, and, and this was something that I, that I wrote down. You, how many days a week do you work? Did you say? Uh, usually like three, three and a half, somewhere three. around there. Okay. Yeah. So how do you, how do you get away with that? Because it's, first of all, actually like, let's not talk about the automation and stuff. Let's just talk about how you get like the mindset to, to just, okay, I'm done after three days. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm calling it here. How do you do that? It's a process. Can we be honest? Like you kind of got to work your way down, especially if you're used to putting in and, and filling in and being there for everything. You have to convince yourself, honestly, I'm not quite as important as I think I am. That was a big transitional shift for me. This idea of like, you know what? I don't need to be in every single aspect of the company. And there are people who can do things better than I can. I remember I was flying to a, a conference and I was sitting by by someone else. And this was early, early in my business. We are just chatting it up. He was going as well. And we're having this conversation. He asked me about something and I was like, oh, I do it. And he just looks at me, he looks me right in the eye and he's like, that is minimum wage work. That is not a CEO's work. And I was like, oh, like <laughs> crushed. But it stuck with me. And I really thought about that. And I've, I've carried that through. I mean, I came back from that conference and I instantly hired someone for that role because I was like, got it. I'm not supposed to do that. And I really started working at looking at what can I let go. And, and the mindset's the hardest part in the very, very beginning I would, I, I had to kind of gamify myself to get myself mm -hmm. to be willing to let go of things. So I would tell myself, okay, I'm going to let go of this part. And then those, you know, let's say three to five hours that I'm going to get back. I'm going to use those three to five hours in income producing activities only so that I can justify in my mind that it's okay that I let that go. Um, and so I started with things like that until I got easier and easier. Now I'm like, mm, everyone can take care of everything and I'm going to go to the spa. I'm fine. But nice. in the beginning, <laughs> it, it took some real work to get through that mindset stuff. But I had to keep telling myself and asking myself, when I look back, what am I going to be proud of? That I put in that many hours, but I missed the soccer games and the play and picking them up from school and making the after school snack for them and having those conversations. Is that really my legacy? Is that what I want? And when I got down to that core, it was such an obvious for me. I will, there's this, this quote that I love that's, um, no success will make up for failure in the home. And for me, like I said that mantra over and over and over when, when the pull was to go back in and I was like, no, I need to be done. Now I post my hours on my door every week at the beginning of the week. So everyone can see when I'm done and they get to call me out. If I'm staying in my office too long, they get to come be like, mom, <laughs> you are supposed to be done. And they know when I'm going to come out. So like they don't feel the need to interrupt me because they can see, oh, mom's coming out at noon. She's going to be out for an hour. We can all chat then. We can we have lunch together. We play a game. And then everybody goes back to their things. So things like that have all helped through throughout 
the years. That's a really good tip. I, I've yeah. never thought of posting my hours. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Well, you know, Russ has a trick. He has his lights on timer. So when he's supposed to stop working, the lights turn off in his I office. Love and it's, that. it forces yeah. him to leave his, his office. And I, I think that is like brilliant, right? Have I haven't gotten there yet, but uh I, I want <laughs> I have a yeah, question for you, helpful. Leah. Like when you're working with your clients, are you trying to get them to reduce their hours to like three or four? And if you are, do they have a sense of like guilt? that they need to get over like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a CEO or I'm the owner and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm only working three days a week. This isn't right. How do my employees feel about me if I'm only doing this? Do you have to get them over that? Yes. And, and for everybody, it's different. People don't have to do what I did. I chose part-time hours because I'm also trying to be a full-time mom, which is no easy trick, especially through the years when I was the sole breadwinner. And I have a lifestyle that I really want. And, you know, you're trying to do all these things. And there's there's plenty of people where that's not their goal, but maybe it could be a four-day work week or at least four mm-hmm. and a half and, you know, take a half of a day. And and so, yes, I, we, I absolutely, there's so much mindset. You know, I can, I, as you asked that, I instantly saw these different conversations I've had over the years where, where they're in tears because they feel like they have to be there. They're somehow being disloyal to to their team, to their company, to if they're not there all the time and trying to get them through that to realize that honestly, the example that they're setting isn't good for their team because what we show they're going to do, and we're not helping these people to believe that they're also supposed to be available 24 seven and clocking. And that's it. That's a recipe for resent, for resentment Mm -hmm. against us and and eventually leaving. Totally. You know, um, uh, we, we do have to take another short break here. Um, we haven't heard about your business really yet. So we got to we got to hear about that as well. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. And we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about as well here. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing to DIY for Business. We will be right back with more. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. Okay, so, you know, right before the break, we were talking about like taking part time, right? And like feeling bad about it and how it's not really a good idea to be working all, you know, 24 hours of the day. Uh, You you end up passing out next to the alligators, so don't do that. I got to tell you, though, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, shoot. If I could, you know, run a business in three days, well, that gives me another maybe three days to run another business. I can run two businesses at the same time. I have a problem, don't I? <laughs> I, I understand. I, I understand. It's 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 the entrepreneurial spirit, and it's it's that driven. Like I could do more. I could always. There's more, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny I, I because just, we just had a podcast where I was saying that about myself. That, you know, with with the pandemic and I'm working from home and not having to travel to work, commute, visit clients out in the field, that's it's allowed me more time in my office. And what I did with my time is I took on more projects. <laughs> but I love I them. It. But I love them. I mean, that's the thing. I that's It's tough for me to say that was a mistake because I really enjoy everything that I'm doing right now. But I just have to. I think it's also know, important, though. We have seasons, right? Like there are seasons in our in our lives where where 
we could take on more and that's the place we're in. And then seasons where we're looking at our dynamics and we're thinking, you know, this isn't the right time. Pre-pandemic, we took a year and we traveled the world. And the fact that I can work from anywhere, I can run my team and and my company from anywhere. We spent, you know, when you were talking about the bullet train in Japan, oh, we spent six weeks in Japan. And I, that is one of my favorite places. I love Japan. And we did all those trains in the bullet train. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. It was amazing. I got to do that. I got to take my family use this company that I've that I've built and say, you know what? I'm taking you out of school. All five of us are going and we we are going to see the world together. And I would go find the local Starbucks or the local shop, work for a little bit in the mornings and then go out and explore. I'm now at where I have a, a high school senior this year. I am in my last mm-hmm. year of having her in our home. And then they just start leaving me. And so I pulled back. Like this year, I'm like, it is about travel. It is about experiences. But you know what? In four years, they're all gone. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna ramp back up because I have that that time to do that. So there are there are the seasons also. Yep. That's exactly what happened to me. I'm empty nesting now, and that's I'm using that time that was dedicated yeah. to family to do these other fun projects that I have that I call them projects, but it's, you know, it's like different careers, different work, different, you know, outlets. I love it. I actually enjoy what I'm doing right now, but it is a lot. It is a lot, but it's by choice and I enjoy it. So, you know how they say, if you, if you love it, you're not really working. So. Yes. Yeah. No, I feel (laughs) that. And, and I get it because, you know, people will laugh. The, the kids will all be gone. My husband will be gone. And people are like, what are you going to do? And I get so excited. I'm like, I'm going to work. Like that's that's what I choose. I'm gonna have crab first. Let's just be real. Like there will right. be crab and butter, right. and then I'm going to work because this uh, this is my hobby. I love what I do, so I I totally get it. And and that has been its own challenge of because I love this so much, forcing myself to stop. I am so Russ. I am about that light switch thing. I'm like, oh, I'm getting on Amazon after this, and I'm getting right. me some of those. <laughs> so you it love your work. Thing. Tell everybody. Yeah, tell everybody about your company. Like you know, what can somebody come to you for? Absolutely. So I help small business owners learn how to get more done in less time. I love helping small business owners find systems, strategies, automations, so that they can build the business they want but not have it take over everything. And our core key thing that we offer is a group coaching membership and they're different tracks. So people can choose their track if they need more time, more money, more clients, more influence. And then they follow those tracks and it's a series of trainings that I've been you know, teaching for, for well over a decade now. And, and they can go through these tracks. I do some private work, but not very much because, you know, that takes up a lot more time. And um, and just love getting to, to help business owners who were like me, who just want this, love this, but we need it to not ruin our marriages, our relationship with our kids, our health. Like we, we, we don't want, or we want, and we want to be successful and have an amazing lifestyle, have a great marriage, have time to, you know, actually work out and, and take care of our health. And we want the, and, and that's, that's who I love to help is the, is the people who, who they want. And 
Well, you I, are I an amazing guest on yeah. our podcast, <laughs> and it's by no accident because you also have your own podcast. Tell everybody right. about your podcast. I do. I do. Please come find my podcast. So my podcast is called Balancing Busy, and it is all about finding ways to, to well, balance the busyness, but also I'm going to, you know, let's just be real. I'm going to help you reduce the busyness as well. Uh, I don't believe in and don't love that hustle mantra that we all kind of jumped on. And and I jumped on it. I mean, I jumped full on for it. I yes, was like, yes, did. put me on this train. Let's <laughs> go all the way right up until I crashed. Right. And so uh, this hustle mantra, you know, this idea of like, just go, 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 outwork everybody, put in, you know, the billion hours, Elon Musk, you know, we watch him and and I, I drive a Tesla. I will admit it. I love what he has created, okay? But <laughs> this, this concept of, you know, oh, I put in so many hours, you know, I the, oh, my fans saw that I sleep in my office so much that they went together and bought me a couch so I could sleep in something better. Okay, but let's look at what happened in his life. Let's look at, you know, the divorces and the relationship with his kids and the same thing with Steve Jobs and the same thing with like these icons that that we love to learn from and they're brilliant, but the cost. And I just mm -hmm. realized I will not pay that cost. I am not willing. And and so that's that's what I'm about. I love that. I had somebody early on tell me, so um, I don't know if I've told this story before and, and I know we're running out of time. So quick story here. I'll, I'll make it shorter than it actually should be because this was a, like a huge turning, another huge turning point in my life. Uh, I, so I was working in radio and I was actually, I was the producer for Ryan Seacrest when he was in San Francisco and he got this gig in LA um, and it was two gigs, a radio gig and American Idol. The, the, on the TV side. So he's like, well, do you, do you, do you want to come to LA? You can work with me there. And I thought about it for a minute and I was just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I should do this or not. Like, this is an amazing opportunity. It's, you know, a much bigger market. It's much more pay. It's this, this could be really good for me. I asked kind of like this, this mentor that I had back then, this person that I, and I still talk with her all the time. I asked her, uh, what should I do here? Like, you know, what's my path here? She's like, okay, think of it this way. You've got your life set here. You've got these things here, you know, like all of, everything that you know is here and you love it here. Like also on this path of Ryan, think about everything that you've done. Cause he started working in radio when he was like 14. She's like, think of everything that you've done since you were 14 and then just forget about it. Like that's what your life is going to go be if you start to follow the same path that he's going to follow like everything that you want everything that you like desire outside of radio yeah maybe you'll get that but all that other stuff is just gone and it just goes away and it totally changed like my thinking on everything and i i don't regret it uh i mean maybe i could be up there with simon cowell i don't know but uh, <laughs> i don't regret uh like walking away from that even though it was an amazing opportunity but I made that decision early on. And then I sort of reflected that same sort of thing, you know, on the train years later of like, okay, do, can I, can I keep this business or throw it away? So yeah, there you go. I, I th this is like, I, I, I feel like I'm in a counseling session. I, I've got to listen to your podcast 
uh, yeah. every week because I, I love the feeling like your stories are like pulling stuff out of me and it's it's fantastic so i really really do appreciate you uh coming on to this program here and uh, uh we're gonna link to your podcast so that others can uh, go check it out and hear more from you but yeah thank you so much for joining us oh thank you it is an honor you two are wonderful so thanks for letting me chat with you Oh, it was a lot of fun, Leah. And uh, Russ, I think that's our cue to go cat knack out. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, cat knack out. I'll, I'll close it with that one this okay. time. Uh, hey, thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and Electrocast Media, not at all affiliated with American Idol. Uh, the subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow, and all the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we're happy to take your questions. We'd also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. You can reach out to us by visiting us at our website, diyforbusinesspodcast.com. The link is in the podcast description right down there. Please do click on that and share your ideas with us. We thank you for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. All right, all right, all right. Welcome. Hosted by yours truly, Rich LaMonica. We invite experts from many fields, from authors to entrepreneurs, to share their journeys with the Misfit Nation and a space for fellow veterans to share their stories through our Warrior Wednesday initiative. The show was born from veterans, but has evolved into a living, breathing place to showcase leadership, mindset, motivation, loyalty, and above all, family. Join us to enjoy great chats and possibly become a guest. Electric Acid. This Nation. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.